You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. So excited that we get to talk about type nines today. I love type nines. You've been so patient for this conversation and I hope today feels very well worth it because we want to serve you guys and help you to know how much we appreciate you as well as challenge you. Just like we've been challenging everybody else, we are going deep today. So, you know, we have our past episode for type nine with all the different types. If you go back to seasons one and two, you're going to find some specific episodes for nines. But I really want this one to be a super challenge for our nines, as well as for us to realize how special our nines are. And so we save the best for last. And I say that tongue in cheek because we all have different gifts and I don't want anyone to feel lesser than nine. But I also want you guys to know nines are very special because they exhibit the gifts of all the types. So I hope I've intrigued you. I'm gonna share two quotes actually for nines that I think are really beautiful. And they come from a movie called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, one of my absolute favorites. And I'm not even saying Ben Stiller in the movie is a nine. I don't think he is necessarily. I would love to hear your thoughts on what you think he is in the movie. But I I think there are some very nine quotes and moments. And one of them is kind of challenging nines and one of them is just about nines. So The one I want to share first that is just beautiful, and I think it's about nines, is this one. Beautiful things don't ask for attention. And ah, that is just such a treasured look at the beautiful heart of a nine, because beautiful things don't ask for attention. Nines are stunning in the ways that they don't have to draw everybody to themselves. They just are. They're just stunning because they exist. And unfortunately, People get jealous of them sometimes and don't want to give them a look. But when we see their hearts, when we see the ways they truly love one another and think of others first, it is just, it's breathtaking. So let's remember that. And then here's a bit of a challenge for nines also from Walter Mitty. To see the world, things dangerous to come, to see behind walls, draw closer, to find each other and to feel that is the purpose of life. And that is a beautiful quote for nines because to really be drawing closer, to find each other and to feel, that's a challenge for nines to let themselves feel, to let themselves be in relationship versus hiding in sort of their turtle shell and, and getting comfortable, but to to challenge themselves to go farther, to push harder, to draw closer and to feel themselves and their feelings. That is one of the greatest purposes of life. I'm not saying it's the only one, but it's a very important piece of life for nine. So I hope you drink that up as you listen to us on this nine deep dive. I also want you to make sure you know that we have an entire deep dive PDF that's 30 plus pages for you at enneagramandmarriage.com. If you want to go 
into an even more specific, focused, deep dive where we have so many case studies, so many examples of nines in all the seasons of life, and so many communication tips. We really can only scratch the surface in an episode like this, but if you want that deeper dive, you know where to find it. Okay, let's dive right in as we talk about nines. Jen, thank you so much for joining me as we talk about type nines today. Oh, I am very excited to be here because we are on our last deep dive. We've made it through and we're onto the nine. Last, but definitely not least. Yes. I love that you said that, Jen, because I hope our nines know how special we feel about them and just how much we adore them. I think they do because the quotes about them at the beginning of today's episode, man, they are just a beautiful personality type, aren't they? Oh my gosh. Yes. We love our nines. They're at the top of the Enneagram for a reason because they really espouse all of the qualities. And I, they have so many beautiful gifts that we just need to recognize and honor them in that. Yes. And I really hope that this episode is actually life and legacy changing for the nines listening. So I'm very excited about it. What do you think that we should start with? So can you give us an overview of the nines and tell us a little bit more about their best and more challenging qualities? Absolutely. So nines are, as you know, Jen, and many listeners know, they're very much good at peacemaking and they can also keep the peace sometimes because they don't like to ruffle feathers or deal with conflicts. But because of this soothing temperament, people just find them so relaxing. Have you ever noticed that when you're around a nine? Oh my gosh. Yes. They're so peaceful. And I love the term peacekeeper for them. Some of the other terms I don't like for the Enneagram types, but that one is just a beautiful one. And I like also the phrase go with the flow Mm -hmm. in a positive way. They tend to go along with other people's ideas, but hopefully not at the expense of their own. Yeah. And that's beautiful that you also just brought back the word peacekeeping because we rush over that one. Sometimes with nine, we say, oh, you're not just a peacekeeper, but like, that's very important. So thank you nines for being good at knowing how to keep peace in a family. And that is a beautiful gift you bring. Thank you for reminding us of that, Jen. Yes. I think it's beautiful. I have a good friend who is a nine and whenever we get together, he just seems to make everyone get along and not even that people are fighting, but he just has this beautiful gift of just making everyone feel a part of the group and like they're being heard. And I hope he feels like he's being heard too. So tell us more about the nines. Yes. Well, they actually, you picked up on something that's neat about nines and that's that they really care about others a lot. And they don't want you to make a big deal about that and put them at the top of the ladder all the time and say it on the platform. But the truth is they also don't want you to totally neglect that because it is one of their best features. They're just caring and considerate and thoughtful. And sometimes they need to do that more with themselves because they need to know they're important too. But it's beautiful to see them really, like you said, just making space for others' ideas. That way, when they do share, they often share something that is very unique and they've been so thoughtful about waiting their turn. And so we just want to encourage you nines like that is so beautiful, but make sure you do share because we can have a missing piece when you don't share because literally a missing piece because you guys have so many gifts and you can see from so many multiple perspectives. So that's cool about your friend, Jen, that you noticed that. 
Yes, it is. And I like what you said about nines. We want to hear you. We want to hear what you have to say. And I think nines have to remember that, that they need to be heard and they deserve to be heard. So can you tell us a little bit more about the nines passions and virtues? Absolutely. So nines being body types, they do struggle with anger like other body types, like the eights and the ones, but how they struggle with it is they push that anger down and they repress it. And sometimes they can have even a repression resistance where it comes out funny and it, and they could even come out like with anger, like a volcano. So there's different ways that this happens, but one of the biggest ways nines can get um, angry and passive aggressive and stubborn, um, is their passion of sloth because they just refuse to move. And some would call it laziness. Um, some would say that it's complete self-forgetting altogether and a self-abandoning, but at any rate in marriage and in life, it shows up as apathy and not caring for themselves or others. So their partner can feel like, man, you told me you were going to do this and you didn't do it. But really, there was this underlying anger that needed to be released. So nines and their partners do so well when they can work that out. And we'll talk about some more marriage tips later. But that's important that, you know, body types need to digest their anger. It's like picturing them. Some people call it a gut triad. And it's like you have to digest what goes into your gut. So you have to be a little uncomfortable. And as we said, nines are these amazing peacemakers, peacekeepers, and even revolutionaries because they get so involved in their, um, their right actions and they can really lead well, but they also really have to believe that they're worth it to do that and that their causes are worth it. And, and to fight against that sloth that really tends to override them. And there's reasons for that, that we'll get into when we talk etiology, but I hope that that's resonating with you and our listeners, Jen, that they've really got to fight that sloth. Yeah. And I've heard the expression too, that nines can kind of go to sleep on themselves. Mm. And when they go to sleep on themselves, they are just not being present and they're not honoring their needs. And they're not, like you said, digesting what they need to. So I can honestly see that. And I hope that maybe we'll talk about how we can get a nine to wake up a little bit more to understand, you know, that they are in that space and how they can be in a better space moving forward. So, so can you tell us more about the fixation then for the nine? Absolutely. So the fixation of nine goes right along with the passion of nine and it's them feeling like they don't think they're important or special enough to receive self-care or from others. It's called indolence. So when they remember love for both themselves and others, then they can be that revolutionary in right action, but they have to first say, I do matter. I'm not going to forget. And they can forget so much, but the problem is they can forget so much that it implodes inside of them and they can get very anxious. They can get um, even where they're starting to form different parts of themselves and different personalities if they're not careful and kind of abandoning the main personality, the nine. So we have to watch for our nines going into these addictions or other places that really aren't sacred, but seem to quietly acquiesce um, their anger and just kind of, they lull themselves into this inner shadow and they say, I, it doesn't matter, but then they're still mad. So they have to cover it with these addictions. So just watch for that. If you're a nine that like, not only are you wanting to show up for your marriage, but you're 
going to need to show up for you. You matter and you're worth healthy self-care every single day. So that's really the passion and the fixation of the nine. Oh, that's beautiful. I like the way you said that at the end. And especially because indolence is such a struggle. And I know actually for me as a one, that can be something I deal with as well, having the nine wing. So that's something that ones may need to think about, or even eights with the wing work. And so let's go back a little bit to the ideology and tell us more about that for the nine. Okay, perfect. The ideology of a nine is different for everybody. Some come through it by not being heard in the family system and feeling like they were an oldest or middle child or youngest potentially, but um, somebody who feels like their voice doesn't necessarily matter that much to keeping anything going. So often there was a very comfortable system in the nine too that there was plenty of resources and materials to keep a nine comfortable. And you have to remember nines are, we talk about this more in our deep dive PDF, but nines are a very materialistic type along with threes and sixes. And so they're kind of the three primary types of the Enneagram three, six, and nine. And they really do like their material goods and gain. But when we come back to etiology, we see, gosh, you did have a comfortable enough upbringing, or you found your way to comfort, even if you weren't heard, but there's more to life than being comfortable because the reality is nines with what Jen said and hinted at, at the beginning of this episode is that with nines espousing the traits of each type and having this right action as a virtue. And then even as a holier idea, they can have this holy love where they truly love people well within their mission. Um, as you know, most people get stopped right there because people are like, you have a good idea, but you're mean and nines can do it with thinking of everyone's perspective and they make great mediators and can do these beautiful, um, beautiful change. They can be beautiful change agents in the world for, you know, major political and other issues. So all that said, we really need you to show up out there nines. It's not enough for us to just say like, hang on to your comforts. Even if you did have that family story, does that make sense? Yes, completely. And I like that you said that they can be leaders in the world. That would be a great future episode to talk about the maybe the leaders or people who are different Enneagram types so that people can be inspired to be more like that that's their specific type and that person out there in the world. Ooh, we've had some great ideas come through on these podcasts for future episodes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm thinking that too, especially nines, because they might not see themselves as leaders. They might think, oh, well, that's the eights or the threes out there, but nines can be amazing leaders too. And we meet them because they are able to see different people's perspectives and they're able to look at things in a broader lens than some of the other types. Wow. It's a great point you make. And you really leaving room for me to say perhaps the most important thing out of this episode, which is that nines can be the biggest leaders of all the types in the way that they have all this stored energy and beautiful love as a virtue and this ability to see all the perspectives, uh, that power of being a body type paired with all of that makes them perhaps the strongest of all the types. And I know that there are some people who actually have said nines have 30 times the strength of any of the other types. And that's a hard thing to quantify. But the point is, there's this vast love. And we've heard it said on this podcast and in other places, perhaps as well, that nines love is like a great river that carries everything along with it. So you can imagine the power of that breaking through dams, right? Oh, wow. I love that analogy. And I 
honestly can see that nines having the most power of any of the types when they are awake and they're in their power and they're honoring themselves. That is amazing. And I just encourage the nines that are listening out there to find that power. And for some, it might be having some type of accountability coach or a therapist, or even just a partner to say, wake up, you can do this and you can do more than maybe you're currently doing right now. Mm-hmm. That is a tremendous idea for nines. And don't Mm -hmm. self-sabotage when other people are lulled by your quietude, because that is your gift. And people are going to be sleepy around you because if you're quiet and sleepy and mumbling, it's just going to make people like, oh, you're so soothing. I love knowing that you don't mind. You always say it's fine. No biggie. And these are kind of some classic micro expressions of nines, even showing up pulled back, you know, head down, barely speaking. And etiology wise, also, that's because people didn't always give them the time of day. But like Jen said, when you're in your power and you're showing up, you're unstoppable. And what you're saying is something we all need to hear. So we really do want you to remember conflict is important. Withdrawing and stonewalling are some of the biggest issues in marriage to this day from the number one marriage researcher, John Gottman. I've talked about this in episodes in the past. Um, And don't forget also, the type nine episode from season one, where my daughter comes on and we have lots of nines throughout the whole show. We've done over a hundred episodes already. Yay. <laughs> so I'm, I never stop to celebrate the hundred episodes because I'm a future thinker, <laughs> but we're, we're doing well with that. And so please get the old episodes because we have so much encouragement to give them. Don't we, Jen? Yes. And I will say that's what I'm doing on the um, Instagram pod, Enneagram and Marriage pod over there is referring back to some older episodes because in your earlier episodes, you go through a lot of the basics, but there's so much useful um, tips out there that you have. So people need to go back and check those out and then maybe work through some different areas because the Enneagram is like an onion. You can pull it back and there are so many layers to it that you can learn about for different areas of growth. It's really amazing. So You've given a lot of episodes that people can do that with. Yes. I'm so excited for you guys to do your growing and you can go to enneagramandmarriage.com too, to get more resources, freebies, all of that stuff. So um, what else should we talk about with nines, Jen? Well, I think maybe we could go into the subtypes. Can you tell us about the three subtypes of a nine? Absolutely. So nine, all three of the subtypes are going to be using some sort of these these passions and fixations that we talked about. These are kind of just with us, but the subtypes give us various ways for struggling with this. And the nine that is most self-preserving tends to lean into themselves a bit more and to say like, yeah, I'm comfortable. I know how to stay inside my turtle shell of sorts and, and really lean in at home with me. Um, and so they really end up finding the material comforts are almost enough, but what we know as just a human species is that we do need self-preserving, but even more so we need connection with others. As you remember, babies have a failure to thrive if they don't have connections and even a self-preserving nine does too. So they have to have connection and then social giving, and that will create a more balanced life. So we always say that Goldilocks zone of 3.5 hours a day is kind of the max. And even the place we want to stay for like, this is where you do your eating. I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. So your hobbit life, you're chowing down your first breakfast second breakfast, whatever you need to do. But then remembering that the other 10 or 11 hours a day, that's when conflict and life happen. So don't shy away from life and conflict because that's part of 
the thing that's going to make you appreciate the other three and a half hours even more is like, I did my day. I worked hard. I used all the gifts I had. I was in life. I lived, I got messy. It was dirty. It was wonderful because balance is key and we were created to work as well as to play. So that is a very key takeaway for that self-preserving nine is to know, to come out, to be with people, to allow in the mess and to fight for your voice to be heard, because this is also a very peaceful nine, as you can imagine, who might not be heard as much. Yes, they definitely need to speak up. And that's good advice for all self-preserving types. Just to remember that we need to move into a social space and we need to make sure that we're getting that connection with others. So I think we, us self-preserving types really need to remember that, but I like that for the nines to make sure they're being heard and that to speak up and to, to know that their needs are valid. I think self-preserving nines can struggle with that to think their needs are not important and to push them to the side and let everyone else's needs come first, but they need to prioritize themselves as well. Mm, That's a great point for all self-preserving types. Thank you, Jen. And the sexual nine is more fused with their partner. And so they really like to take on the traits of their partner. But what happens is as I love how you reminded us recently on the eight episode that like all of these have a good too. like the self-preserving nine can be really good at saving and getting everyone's energy to the right levels. Like, Hey, we're not overly worked. In the same way, how beautiful is it that the sexual nine can merge and fuse with their partner as needed because two become one. And as we get older, that's part of our Enneagram, Enneagram glow theory is we really do take on each other's traits and we become more like each other. And you can read our glow guides if you want more information about that. But the truth is they also have to be able to realize they are an individual still and having individual interests is what makes marriage interesting for the long run. So even if you're like, I'm a codependent, like you can join codependent synonymous, or even if you're like, but I don't like anything on my own. I like only what my spouse enjoys. And they even like that. Well, look at other parts of your family or cultural system. Is anybody being hurt by this? Because somebody is when you don't invest outside of just you and the other person, you have to invest some to yourself and some to your community. So it's great if you find things to serve together, but if your partner ever suggests things to you, which happens with a lot of sexual nine spouses, they say like, what can you bring to the table intellectually? It's time for you to do your waking up right here to say, I'm going to find an area of passion even if somebody disagrees with me on it, but I'm not going to be like that insensitive part of like a body type can be ones, eights and nines where I just like, I'm on my high horse. I'm stubborn. I'm pulled back and I don't care what anyone else thinks. You've got to try to put on that virtue of love. And sometimes there's a spiritual component to this too, where we're like, okay, God, like help me out right here. Um, but either way, I know you can find your balance and, and don't be afraid to find your voice and to make people um, have to choose whether they like you or not. Cause that's just part of life. Right, Jen. Oh yes, completely. And I, you keep saying the word balance and that truly is what it is when it comes to all of these subtypes is finding the balance between all three and remembering that there are going to be pros and cons of being in each instinct. And so we need to balance that and figure out how to lean into the positive aspects of it. But like you said, not um, just giving into your partner or relying too heavily on them because that's going to cause a lot of codependency issues. Mm, yes, it is. And the social nine is really more codependent towards a group. Like what does the group want to do? And they will be raised up as a solid leader in a group. There's a lot of strength here. This is the subtype that looks a lot like a three and even can be thought of as a three. And so 
that's cool because that's a, an important move for a nine, but there are other moves as well, which we'll talk about when we talk about arrows and wings, but I really just want to remind the social nine that their opinion and voice matters, not just merging with the group. But I do want to remind you also, this goes for this nine, especially, but every nine listening and their spouse make room for the nine's voice. Like, you know, we have to make room because of the ways that people do just forget nines or dismiss them. So if you have a nine in your life and you're at a dinner table conversation, stop and make your nonverbals show that you care about what the nine says. And even if they're making you feel sleepy, I want you to show extra intention because that's a cool gift that they're doing that, but they also really want to be heard. And the reason a lot of these social nines just merge with the group is because they're like, I'm tired of like trying. I'm feeling very cryptic and sarcastic now because nobody listens anyway. So it's really important that you show others how to respect nines. And, and yet I also said to the nines, you've got to edge your way into you're a strong body type. As Jen said, you have a lot of power. So don't forget that it's really your job, but I'm just reminding your peers. They, they can help too. I hope that makes sense, Jen. Yes. And I love the way you said that because the nines do need to, you know, step into it a little bit and not just sit in the background and be asleep. But at the same time, others need to recognize that they need to maybe quiet down to hear the nines. And that's why I love knowing the Enneagram and understanding people's types, because recognizing that someone is a nine really allows you to see, okay, it's important that they need to be able to speak up and they need to be able to, you know, understand where I'm coming from. And so that's what I love about the Enneagram is knowing about other people's types. It really helps you to just have better relationships in general. Yes, that's so true. I love this whole system. We've learned so much. And I want to give that quick three, six, nine ad that we've been adding to those episodes to let everybody know that nines really have a hard time connect their withdrawing types. They're past oriented. So they have a really hard time, um, just being with their bodies with themselves. So as much as we're like nines, you can do it. As Jen said, what can nines do to get back to their bodies? And one of the main parts of this all, even before marriage tips is just to say body work, whether it's that you have a massager, like we have at home, one of the ones you plug in, or you have uh, every week or month you go for a massage or you're out running or walking briskly every day. You have to have regular body work in your life in order to wake up to that body. And the threes have this issue with feelings, believe me, and the sixes with their own thinking because they're always worrying. So that's hard because you guys have it even harder because not only do you have to do your type work, but then you're really kind of self-forgetting your main gift, which is your body as a nine. But here's the cool thing is, yes, that's a bit of a disadvantage to the other six types. But where you have an advantage is once you learn this, it's easier for the threes, sixes, and nines to make changes. So I didn't know if you knew that, Jen, but when these three can actually do their work, they actually work more quickly than the other types. Wow. I hadn't realized that actually. That's a very good point and something I'm going to have to remember because threes, six, and nines can frequently um, be mistyped and they have a lot of the dynamic together. So I think that is something that's useful and leads us directly really into arrows. So maybe you can tell us more about the arrow work for a nine. Yeah. And that's perfect because just like the three and the six, their arrows are the three, Mm -hmm. six, nine. So they have a much shorter route than the other types to their full 
freedom. If you look physically at the Enneagram, you see the math chart of it and you're like, oh my gosh, like there's just this triangle right in the middle for three, six, and nine. So the nine's first move is to three. And that move looks like the wake up. It looks like getting active, getting into achieving and speaking the truth in love so that the the words don't, like I said, come out harsh, stubborn. Understand that if your nine is starting this process, or if you're that nine, it is going to be awkward at first. And that's just part of the dance. We're doing that same dance as we talk out conflict and forgiveness this week, but it's important. It's a worthy step to say like, Hey, to your spouse or your family, like you're going to notice some changes in me. I'm starting to assert myself and I am so sorry if it comes off as too harsh, let me know if it does. But at the same time, like, don't stop me. Cause I'm trying to share so that there is not this volcanic inner explosion later. Um, cause honestly, nines are so caring that they will feel bad about that later. They're like, no, I never should have said anything, but no, we want you to talk. Even if sometimes it's a little too quiet or if it's a little too loud, you know, we're all learning how to gauge ourselves again, Jen said it well balance. Um, so that's your move to three. And then instead of just staying at hard work, the nonstop go getter, we want you to come back and dial down to that six where instead of coming in at a full anxious six, you're just kind of coming back and saying, what do I need to do to plan my day to get the plans in an organized orderly fashion so that I have the priorities, right. And then to be able to say, I'm a loyal friend. And just because my friends don't always hear me, I'm still valuable. And I'm really not going to give up on myself as part of these groups, because what nines can say is forget it. I'm just going to stay with comforting topics because nobody wants to hear me. And plus they're positively oriented. So they don't really like talking about uncomfortable things, but right there at six, it's, it's a little bit of getting uncomfortable and, and three and talking about like, Hey, these are the concerns out there. It's okay to be real, to be raw. But then the final move is back to nine. We go back to peace. We go back to fun and we go back to that Goldilocks zone. So don't worry, nines. You can kind of stick those three and a half hours wherever you want in your day. Um, And some nines will not need the full three and a half hours. They're like, I love my job. I'm awake. I work out. I get my stress out with body work, but, but humans in general enjoy that three and a half hours. So I welcome you to come back to your nine, but don't forget to visit these important spaces. And I like what you said that we can do those throughout the day and maybe we don't need as much time, but maybe we need a little bit more or maybe we need to break it up. But I think if you're doing those self-care measures and you're moving your body, especially as a nine, then it's a little bit easier to figure out that time or to say, I don't don't need as much. And also maybe they need more on the weekends, you know, maybe their days are very busy and they can't do it. And so they need to find time when they can and make sure just to prioritize that time for themselves. Mm, yes. And that is very hard. And they may even need to say, what do I like? I've never really considered it. So they may need Mm -hmm. to play a little of the, this or that game and say, I don't know if I like this kind of food or this kind of book and just take your time to get to know yourself to see. And, and like I said, the whole three and a half hours doesn't have to be just for that, but you could say one hour of that is that I do something kind of challenging to get to know what I really like. I try a new hobby. And then the other two hours, I'm totally Netflix crashing. And then there's 30 minutes where I listen to my spouse really well and have some active listening while I chat as well. So, you know, be there for your spouse. I know that's a comfortable position, but also put yourself out there and challenge yourself as, um, as you're growing. So important. 
Yes, we all need to do that. We need to challenge ourselves and continue to grow. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the wings of a nine? Sure. So the first wing movement is to voice things at the eight nines have eight and one next to them. And they do well when they first kind of wake up and get even farther into the body. As you can imagine with two body types on both sides, it's important that we realize this is why they can get stuck and not feel everything. So eight invites them. Eights are very challenging, protective, caring, but strong, very in their bodies, people. So this means I do my body work. I am noticing my power. I'm in my power. I move with power. I move with authority over myself. I'm not putting people to sleep. I'm showing up vibrantly. It may mean, um, looking great, looking in nines and eights, like classic or classy attire, you know, it's showing up and looking awesome. And not just, like I said, one piece of your personality, like, no, all of you, you're here. We love you. Thank you for showing up. And, um, so it's not just the segmented eight. And then after you're, you're showing up in your power, you want to make sure you get organized. So that's where your one comes in. And that goes back to the list making in the six way too. There's so many permutations of how we could put on the various types. So I'm just giving some, and please continue this conversation at home to think on ways you can add eight and one components to your life and grab our deep dives if you want even more. But really that one is caring, getting into justice, not just self-soothing, but realizing there's a mission out there. There's a world to help and bringing order to things will help. And so a lot of nines are really, like, Hey, I'm really good at accounting. Or I, I love making special, uh, you know, dog food that brings people joy because it's organic, or I sell my products on Etsy and they're going to help people in Ukraine. There's just so many wonderful ways that nines can find this beautiful right action, but they have different issues than a one. So they don't have the same struggles as a one. They're more peaceful with it, which really brings the world to, oh, okay, this is your good idea. And you just brought it to me in such a peaceful way, yet it was organized. It's beautiful. Oh, I love that. That is beautiful. And especially when you say peaceful and order is amazing to bring together and also to speak up for themselves in the wing of the eight. So I think using the wings is very helpful for any type, but especially here for the nines. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you. So is there anything else you would add before we move into some marriage tips for the nine? I think that the biggest things I want them to remember is that though it's harder to get the three, six, and nine to start out, just remember what I said to encourage yourselves. Once you do, it's a simpler route. It's a shorter, simpler route. So just enjoy that. Like you just don't have as many complex spaces to move. You guys are the three basic centers of the Enneagram. So enjoy like, Hey, if I do my three work, I can be in my feelings in healthy ways. If I do my six work, I can have the best thoughts and, and plans. And if I do my good nine work, then I am at such peace, but also such giving and justice. So it's a cool inroad you guys have. So utilize it, understand you'll never be perfect with it, but it is encouraging, encouraging and exciting. And you oh, have that's a three, beautiful. You have a three spouse, Jen. So you have somebody who has that quality too. 
Yes. Yes, I do. And it's interesting because I see the three and the six and the nine come out in him sometimes and how he moves in between them. And we've talked a lot about ways that he can go to nine in health and not just in stress and kind of fall asleep and um, zone out, but to do it in a positive way. So that's something we're definitely working on together, especially in our marriage. So that's very useful tips. Mm, That's awesome. I love how you're saying seeing your husband do his Enneagram work is helping your marriage. Yes, it's wonderful. And I mean, I think for, for us, it's also just coming up with the language that we didn't have before studying the Enneagram. And so now we have the language and we can really, um, be able to know how to talk about these things and then how to just ask, I ask him on weekends, I say, are you in a nine space of relaxing and, um, refreshing yourself? Or are you kind of zoned out and asleep right now? And we can start to figure that out. So he can refresh himself and be, you know, better moving forward in his self-care, which is a struggle for him as a three. Mm, Yeah. That's a struggle for all three of these. I noticed the three, six, and nine struggle with self-care when they're not, um, Mm -hmm. careful. Whereas, our types, self-preserving types don't struggle with that as much. So the self-preserving nine, um, notwithstanding, I really think that's an important reminder we're giving you all is we give you not only permission, but assurance that it's the right move to take care of yourself too, in an active way. So thank you for that, Jen. Shall we move into some tips for marriage? Yes, please. Can you give us some marriage tips for the nine and for the spouse of a nine? Sure. The biggest one on my mind today is reflective of this week's episode. And I couldn't help, but think it was great timing because whenever you're listening, we just did an episode two days ago. So it'll be the episode right before this one on forgiveness. And because nines have such a long memory, some nines favorite animal is the turtle, but for others, it's the elephant. And it's like, you have such a long detailed memory that it's really important that you do forgiveness work. So you're not carrying along this poison that's further making you feel anger at yourself or others. And usually others, because it's hard being the peaceful one that people gloss over. And I, I have so many theories about why that might be possible after raising a nine. It's infuriating to me too. And I know it's exhausting, but we just don't want you to disappear with that. We really want you to understand that in marriage, you have to speak up and you also have to forgive yourself and others. So just understand that you can't just say, I'm going to withdraw and pretend it never happened. You need to say, and this is why I created the Enneagram and marriage planner, but you don't have to use this. Just any method you can use where every week you have a marriage meeting and you guys talk out what went well and what you're working on. And you can find positive ways of shifting each other. You have to start rewarding what you like and start seeing little behaviors that are your, you, you and I've been talking a lot about this, Jen, when your spouse's behavior is starting to even turn a little bit towards what you want to see reward that. Like maybe they were a good listener to you Mm -hmm. for five seconds out of a minute and say, you know, gosh, that first few seconds of our conversation, you were so engaged. I loved that. And you don't have to give a criticism. I know you're a positive type, but just stay there. And then the next time, if it's 10 seconds, say, man, I just felt so thankful that you heard me. I feel like often nobody really hears me. Like that's a way to shape your spouse to really hearing you without starting a conflict of you always, or you never. 
Yes. And I love that because I think um, we need to encourage our spouses just like we want to be encouraged. And so just a little bit is going to go a long way. And noticing that taking having that self-awareness and that mutual awareness to be able to notice when our spouse is trying and is making a difference. I think that's huge for our marriage. And then we hope that if we keep doing that, it will compound and it will continue. Yes, me too. And I mean, within the marriage tips, we have to ask spouses to please encourage your nine and help them to build their self-esteem. But I also want to add that a daily affirmation journal is important as well to, I know a lot of nines who just write in journal therapeutically at large, but even to be able to say this went well today, you know, it's, it's part of the whole embodying to be present with your writing. I matter, you know, I'm important. I'm special too. I get to write my feelings down or even just some affirmations about what kind people have said about you over the years. This can be something that reminds you, I am doing something in the world. People really appreciate me. I just had a nine say that to me this week that they were told how appreciated they were, they were at work and they were shocked. They had no idea how much people loved and valued them. So it's so important for you to write this down or hang on to it in a notes section of your phone so that you can remember you are making a difference when you put yourself out there. Yes. And that just brings me to something I was thinking about affirmations. Mm -hmm. We had someone comment in our um, Facebook group about affirmations for forgiveness, actually, and a few affirmations that she was using for 30 days of forgiveness. And I like that for a lot of the types in general, but I think it's great for the nines to have an affirmation that they can really just embed in their minds. And then hopefully they can use that moving forward to remember the importance of themselves or whatever it is the affirmation is. Oh, yes. That's so important. Thank you for sharing in the Facebook group too. I love that Jen is in there also as a safe holding place for people who have questions. And I want to say this to nines, if you even have this vibe in a group, speak up and remind friends like, Hey, you never answered my text or you left me on red or whatever it is. Like, even if Jen or I ever do that to you, like every single person out there feels your peace. So remind us if you need to, and know that we're here for you. And we love to honor you because we're like, Oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Like Jen's like, how can I put help pull you forward? Right? Yes. Yes. And that's it. I think over in the Facebook group, it's great because people are voicing their opinions, but I want to encourage others. If you're in there or you want to come join us, voice your opinions and share with us. We really want to hear it. And it's so encouraging for others to hear other people's opinions. And then we've had some great conversations just based on, you know, what people are sharing in the group. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so useful that it encourages others to start sharing. And that's, that's a beautiful thing because with them, all of our voices are heard. Yes. Yes. It's beautiful. And that's why even you learning to work with others who might forget or hurt you nines is so important because they have different gifts from you. And I have to say this to ones to anyone who has this strong body gift for justice fighting and caring for others. They have to realize other people have different gifts and they're not worse just because they don't have your gifts of listening. They just have other gifts and they're tired and they're hurting. So you have to take that into account versus this is all about me. And they're trying to edge me out. It's they're just living their life. So, um, trying to say to yourself, I'm going to choose forgiveness. We all make mistakes. I don't want to eat the poison that I'm trying to give to somebody else. I'm going to get some body work. This is huge. And then lastly, for a tip that I have, um, cause we have so many more in our deep dive guide is really try to remember that 
even sometimes actively sharing what's bothering you is relevant. So I love that we can most of the time shape versus critique, but sometimes we really do need to say, now I have learned some of my opinions and some of things might not matter to me as nine, but some things really do. So here's how I feel about where we're vacationing or spending time with in-laws or going out to eat and whichever of those things or others matter, um, or where I'm working. Like these are big things. So chime in, give your voice, stand in with your spouse. They might not be used to it at first, but let them know, Hey, this is going to take some getting used to for both of us. I'm going to be real with you. Here's where I'm at now. Here's where compromise can come in. Cause we have two spouses who can compromise. It gives your spouse a chance to sacrifice and love you. And that's actually what really love is because I love Jesus's comment about like, if you just do good for others all the time, because they good do good for you back. What does that really gain you? But it gives your spouse a chance to love you even when they're uncomfortable and, and the same goes for you, but you're used to doing that. You're used to stepping aside. So let your spouse learn this virtue of loving, even when it's a little bit tough and, and take a deep breath spouses. Cause I know that's not something you're as used to, but it's going to make your marriage more authentic instead of your, your nine more passive aggressive. Oh, I love that you said that about stepping aside and letting your spouse kind of be uncomfortable. And I think some of, of our types were not used to being uncomfortable or letting our spouse get uncomfortable. Oh, so we both need to get a little bit uncomfortable because that's where the true growth happens. So those are amazing yes. tips. Anything oh, else you would tell our nines? No, just that we love you. We're so thankful for you. We're doing the work with you. It is scary at times, but that's why we're doing it together. And that's why we have this collective here. So hang on to all the goodies at enneagramandmarriage.com. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook so that you can be part of it all and look out for our uh, just different activities we'll have going this summer and beyond. Thank you, Jen, so much for being part of this episode and all these deep dives. Oh, thank you so much for letting me do them with you. I know I've learned so much and I hope a lot of other people have learned so much and I hope they go grab our PDF copies. They really are so in-depth and it's, it's huge growth. And I think even just one PDF copy is like doing, I don't know, 10 or 15 counseling sessions or therapy sessions because it gives you so much. And I know in a lot of my sessions with my coaching clients, I use the PDFs. And I use our glow guides because they're such great resources. And I love the freebies. I've been sharing your stages of the glow relationship a lot lately with my clients. And that's been huge for them just to help them walk out of the darkness. So if nothing else, go over to enneagramandmarriage.com and get some of our freebies over there. And we hope to connect more with you. Please join our Facebook group. Please check us out on the pod. And it's been a wonderful deep dive series. I can't wait to do our next series. So many fun plans ahead. Check us out in our other spots in Jen and others. This has been a total blast. So much fun. And I wish honestly that I could podcast every day. So maybe I'll have a season of life where I get to even more, but this is, this is a great community. So thank you guys for being part of it. Jen is taking new clients also and others on our team and our website. If you want some individual services So we'll leave you there, but have a wonderful day guys. And thanks Krista. Thanks everyone. And we look forward to hearing from you. Bye everyone. Bye. Okay, I'm so glad we got to talk about nines today. 
This wraps up our series and Nines, you were a wonderful place to wrap up with because you are just so inspiring and I hope that you will go for it and be direct and show up beautifully. I know you don't demand attention, but I want to give it to you. So I can't wait to see what you do. Can't wait to see how your marriage thrives and how your family thrives even more from you stepping in even more. And I also hope you continue to take your little rests because those are important too. And we hope you guys all have a great week. Hop over to EnneagramAndMarriage.com for your deep dives and to listen to the other types deep dives. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.